0: Hello and welcome to the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast. Love the life you already have. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching and I am so glad you're here. We are here to bring you a sacred space for stepping into your authentic self, the one you were designed to be. With human design and transformational life coaching, we can fully embrace who we are at our core and we stop the struggle to be something or someone that we're not and we can begin to live a life that we love. Fully embracing who we are and loving ourselves can bring us a deep level of acceptance of who we are and who the other people in our lives are. I am so excited. I have two very very special guests today. I am so excited to introduce Allison Vandepool and Melissa Wright. They are the creators of The Surrender Story and co-owners of Guided Life by Design. Both are human design specialists and of course so much more. They created the surrender story where they highlight the beauty of those moments in life when we know we need to make a change. When we admit to ourselves and to the universe that we want something more out of life. That single moment is an opportunity to receive divine guidance and tap into our inner wisdom. Choosing the path that was always meant for us is the one that will make us most fulfilled. And Allison and Melissa are human design readers who offer live events, readings, courses and retreats to help you on your journey. They believe that before any great success story, there is a first surrender story. And the greater surrender you can do is to your human design. Wow. So powerful. Welcome, ladies. It's so, so good to have you here today. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. We're so happy to be here. Oh, awesome. Let's have each one of you introduce yourselves briefly and tell us who you are, what you do and what lights you up.
1: Okay, I'll go first. Uh, this is Melissa and I am a spunic projector. And honestly, there isn't anything that lights me up in my life more than human design. I discovered human design were coming up on almost five years ago. And I have been in the personal development world for, for years, for decades at this point. And I started as a law of attraction coach and I do energy healing and Reiki and, um, and I do lots of stuff too. I do, I teach kickboxing classes and I teach body flow, which is kind of like yoga, <laughs> But really, human design has helped me to stop feeling like I'm broken or that I need to be fixed or that I have these weaknesses that I need to compensate for or, you know, try to work out of who I am and to really just honor and appreciate who I am just as I am, just as I was born to be. And through being that authentic version of me, that's actually how I can make the difference that I know
0: in my heart I was born to make. So that's a little bit about me. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. And how about you, Allison?
2: Yeah. So um, I am uh, like Melissa, I wear many hats. Ours are different, but I actually had a 20-year career where I was a nurse that I left um, a couple of years ago, shortly after I found human design. But in my day-to-day work, um, I was doing really important work and really work that I enjoyed, but, um, I was always doing something a little bit on the side and it really wasn't for the income, it was for the experience. And I realized when I found human design that that's because I'm a manifester. And in my day-to-day job, I was working more, it was more of that cog in the wheel. And I don't mean that negative, it just, it didn't allow me to create and do what I was inspired to do. So it made sense that I would always do something on the side. So um, I also um, have a background in holistic health coaching. um, And then I found human design and now I'm, of course, certified human design coach. But, um, so really when I found human design, similar to what Melissa said, it was through all of those other, those other hats that I wear. I also know, you know, hundreds of tools and methods and, and things like that. But when I found human design, it was, it quickly became the foundation for me because it was so incredibly validating and empowering. And I spent a lifetime, honestly, dealing with really significant health challenges and, um, you know, things that I look back on now that were emotional struggles. And it really was because I always felt like there wasn't that, that I had to be what somebody else wanted me to be, or that I, um, you know, wasn't, wasn't in alignment with who I was created to be. And so that's where human design really became so empowering and why I want to share this with others. And even how Melissa and I, you know, kind of brought, got back together, um, so many synchronicities and just the alignment is really pretty incredible. Um, and what I would say lights me up though. I love human design, but really it's, um, my children, my family. And it's just having the opportunity when I live in alignment to live the life that allows me to be surrounded by those that I love and doing what
0: I love. Oh, thank you so much. That's beautiful. And for the next question, I think, would you mind telling us a little more in your introduction? We talked about a surrender story. And when I read that on your website, I just went, oh, I have a surrender story. Tell it, Tell us more about that surrender story and, and what that means. What is it?
2: All right. So um, shortly after I found Human Design, I mentioned that I left my 20-year career. That was very unexpected, but I was working in an area that was very much impacted by the pandemic, and my work became pretty insane for a mom of two little ones. And my husband and I just very quickly realized that I couldn't sustain that and that we needed to make a decision. And so for me, that was a major leap um, where I left my career. And that was what I thought was my surrender story. It was definitely a huge surrender. It was the biggest surrender to date in my life. However, six weeks later, um, we had a knock on our front door asking us to sell our home. Uh, And we were in Iowa in the middle of the pandemic, nobody was out on the streets. And um, so this knock completely took us by surprise. And we used our designs to decide whether or not that was something that we were meant to do. And we decided to surrender yet again, and sell our beloved home. Um, And, and in that, I mentioned that Melissa and I, so shortly after that, Melissa and I were already starting to work together. We had met in our class. Um, how we met was pretty incredible that, you know, I didn't really seek out anybody else in the class, but I friended Melissa. We we um, met on Zoom, talked for like two hours. It felt like we had known each other forever. And so through that, we found out shortly after i quit my job, sold my home, and we're working together, we found out that in human design, we form what's called the channel of surrender. So in human design, when you form a channel, when you have a channel, that's where one of your inherent strengths and um, gifts are. And together we form the channel of surrender. So really, really crazy and cool. Um, But Melissa has a similar surrender story to mine, but really it's those, those stories. One day when we were in the midst of... Really, what felt like when I was in the midst for sure of what felt like this massive surrender and um, discomfort, quite honestly. I knew it was right, but it was still painful, right? So um, I was doing my daily meditation routine, and just the idea of surrender story came to me. And I did a quick little search to see if surrender story was a thing, and I found out it wasn't. There was nothing out there on surrender story on all the popular social media. And so later that day, I was driving to my office and Melissa and I were talking and she had said to me, you know, I really feel like we're meant to share this part of our story where it's before the success. And I said, you mean the surrender story? And so that was another synchronistic moment where we knew this was something that we were supposed to do. And really, that's what it is for us. We all have our different stories and they're different areas of life. But I think so often people's success stories are highlighted right so nobody's afraid to share their their success story their world is not short on success stories everybody loves to share theirs and talk about them and um but really it's we don't see what happens before that success and oftentimes before that success is the surrender and that can be a little more painful a little more uncomfortable still very rewarding but um that's the part of the story that we want to that we want to bring out to the world and share with others and that's really what we're doing now the the things that we're doing. Um, So I don't know, Melissa, do you have anything to add to that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So the way that I see it is as we step into our next stage in our life, our next level, our next career path, major relationship, whatever that life choice is, in order to fully step into that, whatever comes next, you first have to release who you were before that kept you from fully stepping into that. So really that's where the surrender comes. It comes from releasing those identities, those things that we hold on to that perception of control and controlling how the outcome is going to work out or fitting in with a certain group of people, whatever that is, that kind of sets that limit for how high you can go on your life path. And really that's where surrender story comes in. And really when it comes to human design, I've never seen anything that helps you to really release those identities that we hold on to that come from that external pressure, right? Come from what our parents told us we should do to be successful or, you know, what our friends think we should do or, you know, our church group or whatever that is, that external pressure that makes us feel like we need to work through things in a certain order or in a certain way, or there's a certain life path that we need to take. And really when you tap into your strategy and authority in your human design and you let your own inner compass guide your journey, that's really the only way to find the path that we're meant to live. So, so yeah, I don't know. Does that kind of
0: make sense when it comes to
1: surrender story?
0: Oh, it sure does. That's amazing. And I love that we just sort of want to pause that moment right? Acknowledge it and step into it so that we can then release that. So is Surrender Story a part of a program that you offer?
2: Yeah. So um, we really, that's the sort of the foundation for our business. And so we offer various programs um, and retreats, as you mentioned, but they're all around the theme of surrender because we really feel like the work that we're doing with human design is teaching people how to surrender to their design. So whether that's through a coaching container or that's through a retreat or an event, it's all around the theme of surrender because that's how we
0: view human design. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks for that. So, um, in the next question that I wanted to ask, um, the name of this podcast is health and wellness made easy, love the life that you already have. And so I'm helping my, uh, women clients to really kind of step into releasing those old stories in, in, a in a part of surrendering, surrendering so that they can learn to love themselves and their lives again. Um, wondering as you work with people, what do you think is, is really key in learning how to love your life?
1: I really think the key to learning to love your life is identifying where that external pressure comes from. And when we look at a human design chart, it becomes really easy when we start with our white centers in our chart, right? Because that's where we're most susceptible or vulnerable to taking on other people's energy that makes us feel like maybe there's something wrong with us or that we're not enough. And so when you start to really understand how that external pressure especially through our white centers is making us feel like we need to like pretend we're something that we're not, or that we need to focus our energy somewhere other than where we really feel called. And we then allow ourselves to not only acknowledge that external pressure, but to release it and make a different choice and lean back into our own internal guidance. Because when we make decisions, when we, put our energy into doing things because of that external pressure even if we succeed at doing those things whether you know that's in a job that we do or that's something that we feel like we need to do as a parent or you know something we need to do for someone else when you achieve that goal that came from that energy of external pressure it will never feel as fulfilling or satisfying as something that was something our internal guidance our strategy and authority led us to do. So even if you put a lot of energy and you work really hard to do something, but it came from that place of external pressure, there will always feel like there's something missing, right? Mm -hmm. It'll always Mm -hmm. feel like you're not whole and complete or that you, even if you feel like you did it, you'll never feel like you did it really as well as maybe somebody else would have done it or you'll still compare yourself. So so that I believe is really what the root of when you wake up and you realize that life just didn't work out the way you planned, right? Or the way that you thought it would, or you achieved all those goals, but there's still this big hole in your life or you're still missing something. And that really, I think is how human design and then surrendering to, surrendering to who you naturally are in who you were born to be and letting yourself follow that path, even if other people don't understand or don't get it or putting pressure on you to do it differently. But yeah, I don't know, Allison.
2: Yeah, I would just add to that. Um, Melissa did a great job explaining all of that. But really for me, it's just um, on top of that, it's when you start to surrender to your design, it almost truly becomes addictive because you see how... It releases like you said, it releases all the pressure and you're putting your trust in something for me I'm putting my trust in a, in a higher power in a way that I believe I was created this way, and I no longer have to use my mind to try and figure out how to live the best life. I just have to surrender to my strategy and my authority on a daily basis so it's really connecting daily to that energy and making my decisions from that place that that I mean that truly is how I have the most fulfilling life and and love my life the most. So I think that that's for, for our clients that we're working with. They absolutely start to see that. And you know, you just want more and more and more of it. It doesn't mean you're not going to face other challenges or have to you know, um, kind of stop and pause and return in and tune in, as I call it. But when you do that, that is the most fulfilling life that you can absolutely love and feel really good and secure and, and solid.
0: Mm, Great information. Thank you so much. And I am wondering as we're going along, how you introduce human design to your clients in a way that's not like overwhelming, because as we know, um, as human design readers and coaches, the human design chart is so deep and so wide and encompasses so much information. Um, I'm really, you know, I've been studying for quite a while now and it's just every time I look at my chart, I see something new and something new and something new. So If we could step back for a moment, like if you didn't know anything about human design, how would you introduce that in a way that's not too overwhelming for them?
1: That definitely always is the challenge with human design. And especially I think for me as a projector, for me, um, I have this tendency to want to overgive. And that's definitely something we've worked on through the last couple of years is how do we really just kind of... Pair it down to those parts that really matter and kind of step out of that pattern where we started, where we wanted to just give everyone all of the information. And the truth is like, we absolutely love studying human design. We love going really deep. You know, we've gone through all the centers and all of the gates and all the channels. And we've even done the, the PHS certification, you know, the deeper levels that come in, in the color and the tone. Um, and for us, it was really important to know all those details and to, you know, spend those years studying. But the truth is you really don't need to understand all of that detail in human design for it to change your life. So what we do is we, we bring ourselves back and we keep reminding our clients that really strategy and th- authority are the key. And if you never understood anything else about human design, but you understand what your strategy is and how you are designed to interact with other people and how your aura inner impacts the people that come into your, you know, your 15-foot bubble. Um and you, whether you're a projector and you need to wait to be invited, or you're a generator, a manifesting generator, and you you need to wait to respond, or you're a manifester and you need to remember to inform the people that are impacted. Um, you know, that you really start to understand what that means for you. Not necessarily like that you're doing it right in in someone else's eyes, but you learn what that looks like and what that feels like for you as you make choices about how to to spend your energy throughout the day, right? Really, because that's what it comes down to. It comes down to how we how we are and how we interact on the energetic level. So understanding how you process the different types of energy and how your energy gets impacted by the people that are, you know, coming in and out of your life throughout the day and how you're making choices and how you're, you're making sure that the choices you make are coming from your authority from the, your body's way of telling you what's correct for you. And sometimes more importantly, what's not correct for you and not just giving into those old habits and patterns of making everybody else happy and pleasing other people and doing what's expected. Um, so yeah, so really we do our best to try to keep it as simple as we can. And then also trusting when there is a piece that, will help our clients. Right. So, and like when we do retreats, we, we do have that opportunity to go much deeper. We'll spend three days with our clients and we'll dive into some of the deeper parts of their chart. And, but really it's also to not just learning what's in the chart, but how does that really show up in your day-to-day life? Right. Because knowing all of the information doesn't help you if you're not actually applying it in your life, in how you're living, in how you interact with other people, in how you make your choices and your decisions and how you spend your energy.
2: But yeah. Awesome.
0: So if somebody was to ask you um, either one, Allison or Melissa, I keep hearing this word human design. What is it? How How would you answer that for them?
2: we generally describe it as this is your energetic map or blueprint so it's really it's how you were designed to live in the world and when you surrender to that design then that is when you live the best life for you and i always say it doesn't mean it's going to be the easiest life but everything that happens happens for you and so when you surrender to that design to that energetic map or blueprint um that it teaches you how to listen to your body, your body's inner wisdom, and how to make decisions that are correct for you to keep you and put you on and keep you on the right path um, for your journey and for your life.
0: Awesome. That is really clear. Thank you for that. And I know if some of my listeners are into human design and know way more than all of us put together, and some of them have never heard it. So I always like to kind of make a step back and go, hmm, if I didn't know anything about this, what would I say? That's a beautiful answer. Thank you for that. I'm wondering if you might share a little bit about what has been like the biggest impact in your life or your clients' lives of living by their strategy and design of embracing their human design. What what kind of impacts are you seeing? What kind of life-changing type experiences are people having when they embrace their design? Um, so for me,
1: honestly, the biggest difference is I realized what, but when I came to human design, I had this really loud inner voice, right? It was my inner mean girl that was always telling me how I wasn't enough or how I was doing things wrong or, you know, I should have done things differently. And really, that's the biggest change that I've noticed in my life is that I no longer have that voice that's constantly trying to tear me down. And so that's really, really life changing to notice what life is like when that inner mean girl has been silenced Mm. almost all of the time. I mean, of course there are times when she likes to come back in, but that used to be kind of the constant soundtrack in my mind. And it made it really hard to, to step forward in life and to, to put energy into doing almost everything. And it impacted how I interacted with other people. So to have that relief from that voice that was tearing me down has really been the biggest impact I've noticed.
0: Wow, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I'm I'm an emotional manifester and I haven't been on the human design journey as long as Melissa. So um, I'm it's relatively new and it really felt like my world when I started to live my design, my world just sort of started to honestly kind of fall apart in the best way. And I'll never forget when Melissa said to me, I mean, as I told you, I, I quit my 20-year career. We sold our house. Um, my father passed away and during that time. And Melissa said, you know, actually, you're doing it all right. They say when you're li- truly living your design, your life will start to become unrecognizable because you're living according to the way you should after all of these years of living by conditioning. And so that really hit home for me. And I think Melissa and I also work generally with women. And I think when when we're working with them, what we're seeing is, especially moms, um, just in the similar stage that we're at, we're seeing moms who are releasing the mom guilt and all of the shoulds and really starting to step in to alignment with their design and living the life that they're meant to live so that they can be the best versions of themselves for their children, for their families, for their, you know, their work and all of those things. And it's just beautiful to witness people feel to release all of that and to feel so empowered moving forward. So it's really, it's really powerful stuff.
0: As you know. Oh, yes, absolutely. My life has changed in ways that I can hardly explain, you know, this tightly wrapped and rigid person that started this journey has been like, whatever, you, know? <laughs> you yeah. know, I used to get really caught up in that, you know, the inner mean girl was going on and the I'm not enoughness and the, and the pressure that I carried with me every single day. And it wasn't really my pressure. That was where I was being, you know, influenced from outside sources. And when, when my coach pointed out to me, this is you know, is it you or someone else? And I went, oh, it's someone else. And it was like this weight of the world dropped off my mm-hmm. shoulders. It was huge. So yes. I, I just, I love the transformation that happens in, in a moment, right? Yeah. Like when yeah. you get it, oh, wow. That's how I, I'm just written that that way. That's why I do that. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. Thank you so much for sharing the information on that. It's amazing. And I'm wondering if, are there any, um, any questions that I didn't ask or anything that you really want to add or talk about?
1: You no, know, I think it's really interesting when you say like you have all that pressure and you realized it wasn't yours. And um, for me to one of one of the most intense places where I notice is in the heart center. So I'm just kind of curious, Laura, do you have a defined heart center or an undefined heart center? Undefined. Undefined. Yeah. That's 65% of the population has that undefined heart center. And I really think conditioning, you know, especially when it comes to the not enoughness typically comes from that undefined heart center. And Allison is one of the lucky, I, what I consider to be lucky 35%. I think that undefined heart center is one of the ones where I tend to have like that chart envy the most. And it seems like life would be so much easier Um, you know, having a defined heart because with that undefined heart, that's where we tend to struggle with self-worth and self-value and feeling like we're enough and feeling like we always have to constantly prove that we're enough or prove that we work hard enough or that we're lovable and and all of that. Um, But, but yeah, and I've really, i That was one of the places where I struggled in the beginning the most of seeing the advantage to having that as an undefined center. But really that I think is one of the big shifts that happens when we can release feeling like having a white center in our chart is a weakness. yeah, And we can really see how having that undefined. So an undefined heart means that we don't promise to do anything, right? We We don't make those promises. We don't try to prove ourselves or prove our worthiness or making sure that we're saying the right thing. And really, it gives us that opportunity to really see where there's value when we do commit Things Right. And when other people commit to things. Um, But yeah, I, I just, for some reason, felt like mentioning that heart center felt like a good thing to bring up. But Allison, I don't know. Do you have anything to add to that one from your defined heart?
2: No, I think it's just you always mention that it's a painful one for you and i have my own area of my chart that i have envy over with people that are defined there but i think it's just a reminder to people um to everybody that you know your their every single chart your chart is perfect just as it is and it's when you live according to that that you have the best life for yourself so
0: Thank you for that. And uh, tell us, ladies, how can we get in touch with you? And do you have any uh, special offerings or anything that you have going on right now? Tell us how to get in touch. All right. So the best place to find
2: us probably is um, chart.guidedlifebydesign.com. And that will... Well, I'm not going to explain it. You'll see when you get there. Um, But we also have um, surrenderstory.com. We've mentioned Surrender Story several times here today. And we do have a retreat coming up. We just um, finished a retreat in the Des Moines area where I am last month. And um, we have a retreat coming up May 4th through the 7th in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, So if that's in anyone's area or you're wanting to travel there, we are looking forward to an amazing time there. So um, information about that is on the surrenderstory.com website.
0: Oh, well, thank you both so much for being here today. It has just been a, a pleasure to speak and connect with both of you. And I hope we get a chance to do it again.
1: Yeah, so great. We definitely are thrilled to meet other people who are sharing human design, because we really do know that human design has the ability and the opportunity to really change people's lives for the better. So thank you, Laura, for doing the work that you do and sharing human design.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, Laura.
0: Be sure to check back for more episodes coming soon, my friends, and you can find out more information about me at laurajadare.com, where you can find all my coaching program details and offerings. Until next time, my friends, be so very good to you.